You! New guy! I don't like people touching my stuff. Go ahead. You're out of bullets. I am not! You are. You're gonna pull the trigger, and when nothing happens, I'm gonna punch you in the throat and bash your brains out. Three. Two. One. Hold on, stop counting for a second. I know there are bullets. See? Mate, you just out crazy the Joker. Thanks for checking out the One Best Podcast Batcast Edition. I am your host, Andrew Karachi, alongside Andrew Quimby. You know, it's kind of funny about that. Um, I, I played the, the podcast for my sister the other day when I went and visited her. And mm-hmm. when you said that, Andrew Quimby, and um, her response was like, Andrew Quimby. And then I'm making fun of you in the podcast doing the same thing. So I think it's something. Um, I don't know what that is, but that's got to be. Something related, right? <laughs> I, I'm just confused. Has this bothered you the entire time? You're just suddenly no, now no, like no, having no, an no. issue with no, it? it? No, no, it's a it's a reflex thing. It doesn't bother me. It's just a reflex thing. Um, it, it'd be like um, uh, anytime like uh, you know what? It won't make any sense to pot. So I'm not even gonna make, I'm not even gonna bring up an example. But like it's uh. It's just a reflex. So, like, I hear Andrew Quimby, and I have to imitate it. I don't know why that is. It doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. You could – I did the same thing to Rob, too. He'd go, he go, Robert Roth, and i go, Robert Roth. Rob. Like, I, I imitate it. I don't know why. <laughs> We've been doing this for 30-some episodes, and you haven't started doing it until the last couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've held back. Mm-hmm. Like, I was – I'm trying to be polite. But can I, no I, longer I, suppress the deep-seated urge to mimic me. Yeah, I have to mimic when people say their name. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's the inner announcer in me. Even though announcers don't mimic people. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> if that's what an announcer just did the whole time? Yeah, that that that. <laughs> it's like a fastball, a fastball outside, fastball outside. Excuse me. <laughs> Oh, God. Fly ball to left field. Fly ball to left field. <laughs> Make it fun of the guy he's commentating with. Oh, it'd be great. God. It wouldn't last long. <laughs> I would just do that. i just make fun of the guy. Oh. oh, that would be awful. You get kicked out of the booth so quickly. But I do that when I do commentary, when I do two different voices. And, <laughs> like, I will... Um, make fun of the other voice all the time. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea why I do it. So 
Maybe it's some type of psychological disorder. Hmm. Probably has something to do with bacon cheeseburgers or chicken sandwiches or something like that. Anyways, you could check out the... Oh, what do we have in store tonight? How about that? Uh, yeah, tonight we are going to be discussing Batman Assault on Arkham, a 2014 animated movie. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do that too. Um, you can check out the podcast. That too? <laughs> we're just going to talk about your social disorders for an hour? Yeah, social anxiety disorders. Oh, God. I, so, uh, here's my sidebar. So, or sidetrack. It's not really a sidebar. But anyways, the um, there used to be a player for the Cardinals named Khalil Green back in 2009. And he, like, missed a whole month. I remember it saying on the disabled list for social anxiety disorder. And it used to – okay, I, I probably shouldn't be that guy five minutes into a podcast making fun of a mental illness, but I'm going to be that guy. So at the time in 2009 – when, you know, people just would make fun of people for being different because that was a thing. Now you can't do it because, you know, soft feelings or something like that. But um, I used to always, like, make fun of him because I'd be like, oh, I'm so nervous. I can't swing the bat. He used to drive me nuts because, like, they traded for this guy, and this guy was so nervous he couldn't play baseball. I just I didn't understand it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, like you get getting paid millions of dollars to play play a, a game, and you can't do it because you're nervous. I I always thought the Cardinals should have just made up an injury and said his arm hurts. You know, protect the guy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not not tell us that he's like nervous. Don't tell us that. We don't need to know that because if you tell us that, I'm gonna make fun of it. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't have a better like excuse than that they couldn't yeah they, so, i can't believe that it was listed as social anxiety disorder unless that was the better version of what was actually happening probably was you don't know what it actually was who knows yeah but yeah you can check out the podcast on uh google just search it find it listen to it comment subscribe done no, there's more than that. Spotify, obviously, we're on there. Um, you can, we're on uh, Apple, Apple Pod. Just search One Best Podcast. There you'll find all sorts of archived episodes. This is our, what, 33rd episode? Uh, that sounds right. Yep. So you'll have 32 episodes of Batman-related content. You want to know? You want to know about that? That Jack Snyder? You just you were on HBO Max, right? Which is where the majority of this content we cover is on. And you're like, I just watched um, Jack Snyder's uh, Batman and Dick Hole. I wonder if um, if One Best Podcast did a review on it. Sure enough, we have the Snyder cut of Justice League Dick Hole, or whatever the hell the name of the movie was called. Had a really long title. What is it called? Snyder's Justice League. I guess it really wasn't that yeah. long. But <laughs> Jack Snyder's Justice League. It's just one extra word. But the um, but you know you were watching Beware the Batman, which is on HBO Max, and you're like, you know what? 
I wonder if One Best Podcast reviewed this. Holy crap, they did it episodically. I gotta listen to this. That's what I, that would be like 15 year old me if I, if podcasts existed back when I was 15. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, think about like when you were a teenager. Mm-hmm. I, I forget, I don't know how much, uh, how many different, what our age gap is, but the, the podcast didn't really exist when you were in high school, right? Not really, no. So, and I'm sure you watched movies of some sort or video games or whatever. And mm-hmm. wouldn't it have been kind of nice to like listen to a, like, I, I didn't even have a cell phone. So, like, it would have been nice to like listen to a podcast of any of your special interests back then. Yeah. Instead, you had to turn on AM radio, which I'm sure you didn't do. I did it. No. And I would have to listen to whatever the national media was talking about. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't have a cell phone until after I graduated high school. Me neither. Like, I, I had... Cell phones didn't even exist until... Shit, I think I was, like, four years into Walmart. Hmm. Before I even had a smartphone. My first smartphone oh, yeah, was I... a BlackBerry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got... I got When I graduated high school, got a flip phone. I had a flip phone for, I think, three years, and then I got a smartphone. Yeah, but and these days you see a six-year-old with a eight hundred-dollar iPhone smashing it against the ground because his parents gave it to him. Yep, yep. Those the days we live in. Did also like when I was a kid and I wanted to watch something, I had to wait for it to come. I had to wait for the reruns to come on TV to watch it or something like that. So like if I wanted to watch a new episode of The Simpsons. And I missed it. I would have to wait like a couple of years before it got syndicated, and then I could watch it. <laughs> See, I I had a t I had a TV and VCR in my room, so I would set intricately go through and set VCR recording timers to record shows every week, so I would never miss my shows. And I would, and it was always a pain because you always. I don't, you've, I don't know if you've ever set a VCR timer, but it's a nightmare. Sure. It it's is. a pain. It's not meant. It's not meant to be. It's not an easy process. No, it's not like it's man. it's it's awful. But like I would do that, and there would be, I would change it. I would there would be days where I would change the tapes because I, there wasn't enough time on the tapes for the certain shows. So I would switch tapes and put it in. Then I have to change the timers because the VCR didn't have enough timer slots for all the shows I wanted to record at the times. I did so much tape juggling. There was a point in time. It was just, Oh my God. Saying like I, I used to, with, I don't know. With mu- I did that with music. I would uh, record music off the radio with, uh, with my cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. So I used to make my own mixtapes, which is something more um, the generation before me did. That yeah. was a really popular thing for uh, kids that w- grew up in the 80s making mixtapes, even 70s, too. Like that was a that was more their generation. Um, my generation was more. Jeez, I, I, I I'd like to say it's CD, but it really isn't. Because, like, I'm one of the only people in my age group that has, like, a CD book. Because <laughs> hmm. most of my friends didn't own any music. 
they it was when LimeWire and the internet like infancy that's where they got the majority of their music from mm. it's just burning music where i uh i had all the original i have a cd book that has probably close to like five or six hundred different cds in it mm. i still have the book so like i used to buy cds like if there was a, a band that came out and there was only one song i liked or only one song, I'd buy the whole album just to get the one song. Hmm. Yeah, I've only I only have ever purchased one CD in my life. Wow. I've been I was given CDs for like my birthday and stuff like that, so I have a bunch of CDs somewhere. Like I've got a stack of CDs somewhere, but I I only purchased one CD. The concept of like album names is just totally foreign to you then like i understand them like right but i mean like the like a lot of the people like that are a little older than me um they'll they can tell you say what song was on what album and that kind of stuff which oh yeah i can't do that today like if you asked me what song um Real Slim Shady. What what Eminem CD? Like I knew album names, mm-hmm. and that is something that most kids or even like younger people. That's a completely lost like time period. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they don't know names of albums. It's just Spotify or whatever they listen on. Or they see. I do. Spotify. I do. Ten, when I do download music, though. As long as there's like a couple songs that I know I like on a CD or whatever, I'll end up, I'll just download the whole album and just listen through the whole album and usually end up listening to the whole album because, like, there's been, I can't think of any offhand, but I've, there's, I know there's been several bands where I downloaded them for like one or two songs that were like the big radio songs. Yeah. And I listen to the album and I'm like, those ones aren't even my, like the ones I like the most. Like there's songs that are, I feel like are way better than those ones. Well, I would always say that if you don't, if you listen to an album, right. Or a CD, um, for one song. So say if you're, uh, you're an Eminem fan, right. And you're listening, you bought the Eminem show because you like the song without me. Um, if Without Me is the best song on that album to you after you listen to it a few times, it means the album sucks. Like that, that, was, that was always like my opinion. If your best song is, your, is a radio hit, like that's the best song you came out with, you, you suck. Because mm-hmm. um, the radio hits are usually, they're picked by, the, per, by the, um, the record deal or whatever. The, I don't know how it's done now, but it used to be like whoever, whatever record label you were, they're the ones who like chose your single, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like I, I obviously have a passion for music, even though I don't play an instrument of any kind. <laughs> but I do enjoy music. Yeah. Anyways that little sidetrack um yeah you can you can also find us on playpod uh, playpod <laughs> is a <laughs> he's laughing I, you, I just realized you were mid you were mid like <laughs> <introduction>. telling yeah 
Uh-huh. You can you can find uh-huh. us on Playpod, and Playpod is a a nice app for newer podcasters that don't like to download th- or don't like to use Wi-Fi. Uh, this is a uh, an app that it specializes in that where you can you download your episode at home and then you go listen to it on your car ride into work or home or school or um, on your way to go to church. I don't know, whatever it is that you do. Um, that's what it's, that's what play pods really, that's their big selling point. I, I guess if it's a selling point, all the apps like have that option, but play pod has like the one where it like, you click on an episode and it'll get like a, an alert. Do you want to stream this or download it? Where most other ones, they just start playing the episode and then you're using your data right away. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the data is much of an issue as much anymore, but there are some older people out there that still don't understand that data isn't really this uh, mystical thing that you have to save. Like yeah, you're not, you're not conserving it like gas. So, but yeah, it's that's still a thing. So I recommend PlayPod for you, as I just buried you at the same time. Not you specifically, but like the people, the old people that are listening. So sorry. I could I could see that's useful if you're traveling and stuff like that. Because like yeah, when I when I was when I took a trip trip or whatever a couple month ago whatever that was. I was streaming music and there were several points in time where the music just cut out for a good like two, three minutes because I was just in a a dead zone that was bigger than the buffer that they had downloaded for the stream. So it was just like, well, I guess I'm not streaming until I get more data, until I get signal again, because I was just flat. My phone was just like, nope, no data. Well, yeah, and the thing like most uh, podcasts, give you the option to download the episode then listen to it but like um the thing is a lot of them have like like a premium version i mean this is just all free so yeah definitely playpod's a nice app i i use it so i use it for certain things um you can find us on facebook just search backcast weekly there where you can touch touch you can connect with all other Batman fans. Don't don't touch them, okay? Unless they want you to touch them. And if they want you to touch them, then uh, don't tell me about it. Just touch them, I guess. I don't know. Or leave a comment. Said I touched uh, Joachim Pig and his friend uh, Bart Toad, and we played um, Taco Sanchez in the back of your SUV. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> I don't know what that sentence just was. What? He just, the, the, I, that was just, okay. I was waiting for you to cut me off. You just let me keep going with it. Oh no. I, I like to see where you go with these. This, this is deeply amusing to me, especially as you're inventing names as you go. Like, <laughs> I can't say like, a real name i have to like say uh <laughs> it's like if you're watching like a cartoon or a family guy or whatever when he's trying to come up with a fake name and it's always the most uh, obscure retarded name you can come up with like my name mm-hmm. is white white wall white wall 
Don't. <laughs> I think Family Guy did a skit like that too, and Peter was trying to come up with a fake name, and he actually ended up saying Peter Griffin. It's like, it like Peter. Here, and then they just had a Griffin fly through the room. <laughs> Griffin. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I question that scene because I feel like Peter wouldn't know what a griffin is. Yes. But then that would ruin enough. the joke. I didn't even know it was a griffin. You don't know what a griffin is? No. Man. I mean, I do now, but I didn't then. Not, not, a high, not an expert on mythical creatures, are you? No. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Rob just sent me a uh, text message on a t-shirt I'm going to have to buy. Oh, boy. It's it's a t-shirt that says, Better Dad Than Chris Benoit. <laughs> uh, uh, I might have to get that one from my dad. <laughs> do, you, do you get it? I think I do. Benoit murdered his family. Yeah, okay. I was yeah, that's what I thought that's what I thought it was. But I didn't want to commit to that because if I was wrong, um that would have made me look even stupider. It's on Amazon. It's an actual it's an actual shirt. Yeah, I I'm I'm sure it is. Jesus Christ. Uh you can also um, email the show at onebestpodcast at gmail.com. There is where Mr. Quimby will sporadically filter through all of the emails using his sympathizer. Or what do you know? It's a call, what's that thing called? A, a, a syphilication device. Yeah, that's what it's called today. Um, with a syphilication <laughs> device, he. He will go through and weed out any of the unnecessary content. And with that said, Mr. Quimby, do we have an email? Unfortunately, we have not received any emails this week. You guys have let us down. Send us emails. Slightly sad. Yes, somebody out there, send us emails. We can't we can't hold Mr. J responsible to be the only email every single week. Somebody else has to participate here. Yeah. How about Mr. I? We are grading on participation here. So all of you people listening right now, you're not doing so well. What a way to yell at the ten people that listen to this show. <laughs> It was bad radio last week. Hey, if I can if I can guilt a couple people into messaging us, like I'm I'm okay with that. Or they'll just like stop listening and like we'll just like lose our ten people and then I'll feel bad. So I think we got that all out of the way. Let's talk about Yeah, that was a long convoluted tangent full of intro. (laughs) Yeah. Like I that was the intro spread over like 20 minutes. Let's talk some Batman, huh? Batman. Yeah, that, that is what this podcast is. Nobody would know it from everything we've said so far, but. 
Batman. Beware. 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 Batcock. All right, so. Whoa, that went a different direction. Batman Assault on Arkham. Uh, 2014 animated movie. Um, did you like it? Yeah, it was actually really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. All right, tune in next week where we... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. no. Um, one, one day. One day, maybe we'll actually do that to you people. Yeah, that'd it's... be such a shame. <laughs> yeah. So, what'd you like about it? Um... I really liked I really liked Batman in this. I think you said that this is all based on the Arkham games, which it's. Well, I, have I not, don't know if it's I don't know if it's based off of it, but I'm, at Arkham least the aesthetics. Asylum, yeah, the Arkham Asylum it's designed the same way, mm-hmm. and the um, it, it yeah, but I don't think it's like an Arkham Asylum story. I don't think it has anything to do with the Arkham Asylum game, other than like the. Um, the aesthetics of it. Because I know I noticed that the logo in the beginning was actually the same as the game logo. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like I really liked how the how Batman looked. Like he had a really good look to it. Like he looked cool looking. Because like sometimes he just sometimes he just his his costume just seems a little off. It doesn't quite feel is- right. But like this one, it really. It felt good. This was it definitely felt like a it was Suicide badass. Squad movie. This is what Suicide Squad, the mm-hmm. live action movie, should have been. And yes, this is how you should have incorporated the Joker. This is how you should have incorporated Batman. They should have been in that movie. Mm-hmm. The, the plot they had in Suicide Squad was such a concluded, unnecessary, larger-than-life plot. This, this version was much more simplistic. Um, there was a hidden agenda that they didn't tell the convicts um, or why. Um, actually, killing the Riddler wasn't even the, the mission. That was the mission that one other agent got, uh, Killer Frost. Did you like that they did like the Monday Night Football like stat thing when they're introducing all the characters? I don't know what that means. Or that it's just showing you like stat statistics of uh, it's it's nothing, it's just whatever. Um, pretty much. Like See, you're, you're using a sports lineup. example for me, man. I don't know. They're using like it's like a like, like a lineup. Okay. Like a lineup card, essentially. Mm-hmm. Where they're telling you all the characters' real names. Mm-hmm. Which at first, when I was watching, I thought it was like the voice actors, but then I was like googling these names, and I was like, oh, never mind. I don't think that um, Deadshot was actually played by Deadshot. <laughs> Holy shit, mm-hmm. he's a real person. But um, but yeah, yeah. The only the only name I actually recognized was Deadshot's name. So I didn't even recognize that. I didn't really know what his real name was. I I only know that because of the Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> oh, see, and I didn't even remember that. Like I said, I suppose such- I suppose Harley Quinn. Yeah, Harley I knew Quinn. that one That's too. That's when I figured it out when it was Harley Quinn is Har- or Harley Quinzel is Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, so they're just doing the characters' names. 
But yeah, we had what Shark King. Um, was that Shark King or was it a different shark? It was. It was yeah, King Shark. Or King Shark. Shark King. Same thing. Yeah. So you had shark King. Um, you had Deadshot, Black Spider, which I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> he looked kind of like that. Um, that assassin from. Um, uh, Under the Red Hood. The costume yeah. kind of looks similar Kinda. to it. Maybe it is. Maybe mm-hmm. he joins the Fearsome Five in the comics. I don't know. Who well, knows? not in this one because he's dead. Um, you had Killer Frost, and then of course the classic Captain Boomerang, who's in every Suicide. He has to be. In, he's one of the original members. Really? And Deadshot, I think, are the two original members. Because hmm. Harley Quinn was added way later. Okay. But when I think Suicide Squad was around before Harley Quinn existed, mm. but it was it was named Task Force X. Yeah, and it's a off the off the books government thing run by Amanda Waller. So they did like it, it's kind of weird because you watch the Suicide Squad movie. And you watch this, and it has a lot of similarities, but it's like this movie did everything right that you would want from a Suicide Squad movie. You want it to be kind of goofy and wacky, but not over, not not a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't want it to be as serious as maybe like Mask of the Phantasm. Like it's not going to be, or Under the Red Hood. It's not going to be like that serious. But yeah. It's, yeah, so you have... Um, they struck a right balance with this movie. Yeah, I, I love the... the, the you could tell like there's there's some tension between Captain Boomerang and Deadshot. Like, yeah, they got like a competitive thing going on, which is interesting. A, well, I think they've done multiple jobs together before because they, mm-hmm. they didn't seem surprised that they were in the room when they... Yeah, it was, it was them and Harlan... Harley Quinn or whatever, where like the, they'd done it before. Mm-hmm. Those three knew what was going on, and everyone else was new. Now, um, here's a little surprise character that was in this Penguin. What did you think of him? It had him eating, it had the whole like, yeah, I just kept thinking to the, the Danny DeVito thing, him eating the plate full of fish. And I'm yeah. just like, strange. It's a strange direction to go with that, but okay. Yeah, because the penguin that I've always remember is the very formal and elegant uh, aristocrat, like rich penguin. Not, not. Uh, I live in the sewers, which I think he was living in the sewers and um, eating raw fish. Eh. Yeah. Well, and what well, he had is it was his ice iceberg club or ice cube club or oh, whatever the heck the it was ice, called. Iceberg lounge. Oh, iceberg, iceberg lounge. Yeah, he was at the iceberg lounge. Mm-hmm. We pretty much got all of the Batman villains. Like we got all of the Batman villains. Well, they were in like, Gotham. I know, but like we got it. Like we saw like all of them though. Like they like wow. we got like a little a little pretty much. I can't think of anyone. Can't really think of anyone we didn't really see. Yeah, they got a, they did a good job of incorporating all of them. Um, though 
some some of them I wish they would have just left out, like Bane. I I I, I guess we'll, let's get into that. I didn't like this version of Bane. I hate when he's just a monster, because um, mm-hmm. that's not what he is. Um, but it seems like that's how he's always written now. Yeah, um, it's weird because you either get the the Christopher Nolan version, which some people think is, oh, it's the first intelligent Bane, when that's not true at all. Mm-hmm. And then you get the um, this variation where he's just a monster. He's a beast. And why is he like nine feet tall? I, I don't know. Like he's he's like taller than because Batman is six five. This guy was towering over him. He's probably like nine feet tall or ten yeah. feet tall. He looked like it. I think Bane is listed at like 6'8". Hmm. Which makes sense. He'd be taller than Batman. Because I think yeah. Batman's 6'5". Yeah, but they literally made him just like a giant Yeah, he was wrecking literally ball. a giant. Like, Same with King yeah. Shark. King Shark was just a massive, massive person for whatever reason. Yeah. But at least you can kind of believe that because he's like part shark. But like, Bane is not, it, he's human. And you're making him like ten feet tall. Like, what human is that tall? Mm-hmm. Even if you pump juice in him, you're not going to get that tall. I don't know, but he had three tubes worth of juice going into his head, rather than just like one or two. It was three, though. Yeah, and he killed Killer Frost. Pretty much everybody died. Did Killer Frost actually die? Yeah, she got blown up in that car. She wasn't shown again. Remember, they're all racing for the chapter? Yeah. I think Captain Boomerang didn't die. He was just left on the island. They didn't show him get shot or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Harley Quinn made it out. Deadshot made it out. I think that might be it. Because King Shark died. Yeah, he, him, him and Black Spider, Spider got their heads popped. Right. Um, Killer Frost got blown up in the cop car. Which I'm assuming that's going to be, that's her death. And uh, they, they wanted you to assume that Joker died, but then Waller made the comment that they never found his body. Which mm-hmm. makes me, that's like, that's totally Joker. Yep. The Joker can never actually die. Joker was great in this. Um, it's not the best ver- version of a Joker I've ever seen, but for a side character <laughs> Joker, this is one of the better ones. Yeah. He's a side character in this movie. But mm-hmm. he quickly goes from side character to antagonist. Because, like, originally he, it, he has a dirty bomb in the city. That's why Batman is busy. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of made you believe that Waller might have planted that bomb. I had you, that's what I was kind of thinking originally. Like maybe that was going to be like the big reveal that the the dirty bomb was actually planted by Waller to distract Batman from not going to Arkham. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been interesting, but that's not what it was. Did you notice when um, when Batman showed up and was beating up all the Suicide Squad members, which was a great scene, great action scene? crisply yep. animated and it just was like um 
so believable and Batman was just like he was just a tank. He's just taking them all on all at once. And it's like they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. But it showed like how disorganized they were and how organized he was. That's what it mm-hmm. showed to me. Because they yep. were all kind of going into business for themselves and he was he was uh spreading them all out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he just he he would just yeah, he was fighting them all individually rather than them fighting together against him. Mm-hmm. Harley Quinn comes charging at him and he just kind of moves out of the way and she falls into the barrels. I mm-hmm. like that they didn't they didn't try to make Harley Quinn this like where she could take on Batman because I've seen versions where she'll fight him and it'll be like a fair fight and that's just not believable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the best dead shot we've seen, right? Yeah. Have we seen another dead shot? We saw one in uh, the attack on Arkham, I think it was called. No, uh, Arkham, Gotham Knight. Like an English dead shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw the, like, steampunky dead shot. Yeah. It was pretty good, but I like this one much better. This oh, one's yeah. really true to the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a good character. He was, like, the leader of the group, but he wasn't, like, Will Smithing it all up and everything like that. Yeah, he didn't ruin the movie. He made the movie better. Exactly. I'm not saying that Will Smith ruined Suicide Squad. That's I not am. his fault. Well, I like Will Smith, <laughs> but Will Smith's a typecast actor. So, like, you have to, like, when you give him a role, it has to be a role that's written for him. He's not Deadshot. And all he did was he Will Smithed it. And, like I said, I have no problem with Will Smith. I, I, I Am Legend was... You probably couldn't have casted someone better for that role than him. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I Robot, he was phenomenal in I Robot. Like those were two of like those are my two favorite like movies that he's been in that I really enjoyed. That that like that was where he starred in. He plays um, but, a good solo character. He does. He, he does not he, play he, good in groups. Well, Bad Boys was good. He was good I've in never Bad seen Boys. It. Yeah, but he was pretty much like the the fresh Prince of Bel Air, Will Smith. So like mm. the charming and um, charismatic. He's super charismatic, which I think is why D- Deadshot doesn't work for him because Deadshot's not a charismatic person. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not. He's pretty. Um, Deadshot is. He he seems to be almost personality traits to Bruce Wayne. Kind of like to himself, has a job to do, does the job. Yeah. He's very he's very on on point, on mission oriented. Yeah. Leadership. He he leads. Mm-hmm. Um he just takes over the leadership even if he's not the one that's in charge. I like in yeah. this movie that they didn't like have a hero go with them like they did in the Suicide Squad movie mm-hmm. with Rick Flagg. They decided to go. No, they're gonna they're gonna go in it together, and uh, they didn't say that Deadshot's the leader. He just took over leadership. Yeah, 
because he had the most experience. And that's why there was pushback between him and Captain Boomerang. Mm-hmm. And I guess Black Spider, who didn't want to work with any of them because Black Spider's not a villain. Apparently he's more of a vigilante. Yeah, it sounded like he was more, he hunted down criminals. Right. Kind of thing. Right. So it seems like he's more of a vigilante. And um, there was actually, a seems like there was a built-in respect between Batman and Deadshot also. Which I liked. Mm-hmm. Where Dead, Deadshot was, he's like, I'm not going to take a, a, a shot at Batman blind without knowing what's going on. Because yeah. they were, he was supposed to kill him in that scene and he decided not to because Waller wanted Batman dead too. Yep. How many bodies does Waller want? Jeez. All the ones that are in her way. Batman's not really in her way. Batman kind of helps her. Mm-hmm. But even like at the end of this movie, he kind of like straight up challenged her. I feel like he well, disag- he kind of disagrees with what she's doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was like she um she was never on his radar until um Deadshot brought her name up. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, Waller wants us to do this. Waller, what does she have to do with this?" Like he was confused about that. I think that's when he went under well, that was when he was undercover. As Black Spider. Yeah. Which was a pretty good plan. Yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the long game was for that. I feel like he was trying to they were all there and they were trying to do something. He probably was like he wanted to figure out what the heck they were doing. Yeah. Instead of just stopping them, he wanted to know like clear he wanted to know who was pulling the strings. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's like, why why are these like five criminals working together kind of thing? Like it just didn't make a lot of sense that they would be doing this just off the cuff. And I feel like that's why he was like and obviously very well planned and coordinated. Right. So it yeah. just it it just screamed like big like somebody pulling the strings and it's like he he likes to know who the string pullers are right and then once when he kind of figures it out he no longer is they're no longer on his radar anymore like he doesn't really he stays out of their way even mm-hmm. when they there was like a scene between two of them uh, him and uh deadshot and i think batman said we'll we'll settle our differences later but right now i'm looking for i'm looking for the joker yeah because he just was like, I just need to, I need to get rid of this dirty bomb thing. Yeah, we don't have time to do games right now. Mm-hmm. I think at first maybe he thought they were working for Joker. That's why he probably yeah. came in so aggressively. Mm-hmm. They also, I feel like killed a bunch, like killed some people at that point already. Yeah, they killed a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, Killer Shark killed a, or uh, Shark King killed a bunch of people. Yeah. It's kind of a shame to see him die, though. Yeah, I'm kind of... I was surprised they killed him. Well, they they pretty much... Like I said, they pretty much killed everybody. Yeah, I know. I was... 
Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I, I, but I guess that's the whole point is they're all disposable. Right. Well, you know, it was the, the line of the movie, right? What was the line of the movie? The, um, the scene with, uh, with Riddler and Amanda Waller early in the movie. Remember? I actually, I actually have no idea what you're talking about. Where he gives her a riddle. And she knew what the riddle was. She knew the answer. Oh, yeah. I'm getting up. I'm pulling up the exact quote right now. Okay. So I don't butcher it. But. Huh. They said. Um, they said this is the first movie where uh, Batman played. Or Kevin Conroy played Batman. And not Mark Hamill playing the Joker. Huh. It was the first time Conroy worked with someone other than, um, well, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> you, new guy. I don't like people touching my stuff. Go ahead. You're out of bullets. I am not. You are. You're going to pull the trigger, and when nothing happens, I'm going to punch you in the throat and bash your brains out. Three, two... Hold on! Stop counting for a second. I know there are bullets. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I, that's I probably the best scene. You all crazy the Joker. That, to me, just put Deadshot at like a much uh, higher level than... Um, than I ever thought of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like that was next level right there. That is, is like he knew how to. He literally has a gun to his head, and he talked the person out of like <laughs> shooting him basically by tricking them into thinking. It's like, but it were it, but it would only work for Joker because Joker has that. He's got that crazy questioning like. Wait, did I? Like he doesn't. I feel like so most of the, I mean, most other people wouldn't have fallen for that. Riddle me this: What belongs to you, but others use it more than you do? I know Waller's like your name, huh? You must have heard that one before. No, I have Google, just like the rest of the world. <laughs> uh. That was good. Yeah, and that was yeah. that was a scene where Batman then came in and then beat the crap out of all of the soldier guys very brutally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the very beginning. Yeah. Batman beat up all like Batman was just like he he was he was very he was very on point hunting for this dirty bomb thing. He was just destroying everything in his path. There's another one from Waller. What can I say? I break a lot of eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, 
literally like so like Batman responds and such and because you're such a messy cook the Riddler managed to still escape Yahtzee <laughs> oh yeah the hotel scene that was pretty good too Yeah. And he's like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> Yahtzee. Yahtzee. And then Joker says Yahtzee later, too. Yeah. Unrelated to... That's where Harley Quinn clearly got it from. Yes. So did you like the did you like the fight with uh, Deadshot and Joker at the end? Mm-hmm. It was it was a solid fight there. And then it was it was like we yeah, when they were fighting and then it's like you realize like in, in Harley Quinn's drive, flying the helicopter basically and jo- I think it was Joker's like <laughs> she, like you understand gonna she's gonna kill us right. <laughs> Yeah, and then they fought again in the the warehouse that the, the abandoned warehouse, and it was a pretty violent fight too. A lot of stabbing. Joker likes to stab. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was so much. Oh yeah, basically impale each other with like, oof. That was brutal. So did Joker die, or did, did he get away? He always gets away. Joker is like a cockroach. You can never keep him down. He just scurries. So you want to hear some of the errors in this movie? Animation errors. So one of Harley's balls on the end of her jester hat gets cut off during the fight with Batman. Only a few minutes later, it's somehow back on her hat. So they forgot... I preferred her when she didn't have the jester hat on. She looked more like normal that way. She looked really awkward with the jester hat on. But Deadshot keeps having different beards between scenes. For example, when they drop out of the plane, he has a full beard. And one minute later in the sewers, he has the Zorro look. Hmm. I, I didn't catch that either no that's it those only two errors oh that's that's what happens when things are probably animated in a things are never animated in the order that you see them especially like if it's a big movie like who knows how many studios were actually animating on this animation errors are just a thing that happens so, should we read some of these negative reviews? Oh, God. I was like, I love um, negative reviews on a movie I like. Because I okay. like to hear other, other opinions. All right, let's, let's dismantle these awful opinions. I w- this, it's titled, I Wish I Could Return the DVD Purchase. This film comes out with a PG rating because, because it contains mature content. Let's just be clear. Let's just clear that up right now. 
There is absolutely nothing mature about this film whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You do you do occasionally have profanity, sex, and some routine brief nudity. However, it's all unnecessary and not a bit leads to to a mature anything remotely intelligent and tangent into the story. The dialogue is laughable at best or just really plain pathetic. And many of the main characters are utterly ridiculous ripoffs of existing heroes and villains in the comic book world. What, are they ripping off themselves? Yeah, who's getting ripped off here? Okay. Harley Quinn makes you want to rip your ears off after five minutes of listening to that awful voice. And though the title states that this is a Batman film, Batman barely makes an appearance throughout most of the program. The main focus is on bringing up a group of lackluster villains to light. You quickly want to push them all off back into the closet and watch Batman. This person yeah. can't be this stupid, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. To be fair, yeah, Batman was, relatively speaking, barely in this movie. Yeah, but they kind of made that obvious that this was a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. I know Batman's name's in the title, but it's clearly a Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. The only way you will enjoy this film is if you are pathetic, <laughs> a pathetic and preserved juvenile delinquent who has no friends and no possibility of ever forming normal relationships with people in general. If you don't fit, if you don't, if you don't fit that bill, save your money and leave this film on your sh- on the shelves. For the other suckers, and by means, keep this away from your children. I agree with that last part. Keep it away from your children. Children probably shouldn't be watching this. Correct, yeah. Um, um, at least, I'd say at least under 12. Yeah. But the rest of that, I mean, you don't, you don't have to insult people for having a different opinion than you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think of his review? Yeah, he really didn't really. He say didn't really say about anything it. about the movie other than what? What was he expecting? Like, I want it know to be like, a, yeah, like I don't know what he wanted from this movie. Like, I, I you're, you're annoyed by Harley Quinn's voice. It's the same person who plays her all the time. That's her voice. It sounds like he went into this movie with expectations for a different movie and when this movie wasn't a different movie he was mad that it wasn't a different movie like i this is apparently just wasn't the movie he wanted when he walked into this movie or started watching this movie and that's why he didn't get what he wanted because he didn't know what he wanted here's another review i made the mistake of watching this shit It's always great when you're writing a professional review and you just cuss in the first line. I always think that's good. (laughs) I made the mistake of watching this shit movie with my son before reading any reviews. (laughs) 
something just that line alone just kind of just makes me laugh. I will never make that mistake again. This cartoon should definitely have been rated R. No. God. Clearly haven't seen rated R a movie before. The violence that is shown, I'd say PG-13. Yeah. The, The violence is shown or implied is truly gruesome. And the female characters are vulgarly sexualized. The entire story... This guy's clearly never read a comic. (laughs) All female characters in the comic book world are sexualized by the way they're drawn. Get over it. Mm -hmm. The entire story is nothing but a series of double crosses and gruesome deaths with blood squirting all over the place and characters' heads exploding. That's Suicide Squad. That's the whole point of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Batman himself is a minor character which almost to fall almost to false advertising. I agree to that. His name probably yeah. shouldn't have been on the on the cover. Mm-hmm. Viewing expecting a Batman adventure will sorely disappointed. This movie appeals to the baddest instincts of a young man brutalized by gory video games. Shame on the producers of this Drivel. Well, at least this guy expected. He wanted. He told you what he was expecting. Mm-hmm. He didn't get it, so you can't really fault him for the review. Um, I. I don't know if that necessarily means it gets one star. Just it wasn't what you were expecting. Yeah. That's it. Those, yeah. only, those only two bad reviews. Okay, I thought I thought you said there. Uh, is there good reviews? Sure. What if what read read? Let's let's balance it out. T- tell me some good reviews here. Okay. What do people like about this movie? Oh, I like this one. This is how Suicide Squad should have been. kind of like what we were just talking about Mm -hmm. this is damn near perfect in every way all the things that wb got wrong with suicide squad they have got and they have got everything wrong dc animation just gets it right the villains oh my god the villains the joker and all hail the voice acting of troy baker as joker Rivaling only the performance of Mark Hamill in other DC animations. If you, okay, so um, I think DiMaggio too is probably right up there with those guys. But sure, um, if you are a DC fan, you have to watch this movie. It's everything you wanted in a Suicide Squad movie to be, but came out. Oh, it's okay. So let me read that again. If you are a DC fan, you have to watch this movie. It's everything you wanted Suicide Squad to be, but came out in the theater saying, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> That's kind of, that was my that was my reaction. This is everything that is right about the concept of the Suicide Squad. 
and nothing of the cringeworthy stuff we have gotten in theatrical live-action releases. This movie is dark, gritty, bloody, and mature, and a true animated masterpiece. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, it was... Pretty much, yeah. When I I saw the Suicide Squad movie, I was expecting this. I saw Mm -hmm. this first. Yeah. I thought it was going to be just kind of ah. them in Arkham Asylum doing some some cool, like, there'd be some bantering, and it would be like a really small mission gone completely bad. That's kind of what I was expecting. Instead, Mm -hmm. we got some voodoo woman doing voodoo things, and it's because it's just like they wanted the scope of the 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 live action Suicide Squad. They just wanted they wanted it to be a world threatening scope of the movie. Like they have to save the world, but I feel like that doesn't make sense for the Suicide Squad. No, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, the Suicide Squad doesn't save the world. The Suicide Squad does shitty missions that you don't want heroes to know about, kind of thing. Which is basically what they were doing here. They were breaking in. Well, well, they thought they were breaking in to steal some files out of the cane, whatever. But was actually it was a a plan to murder Riddler. But it was. It was all up like this is not something you can be like, hey, Batman, can you just slip in there and murder Riddler for me? No, you got to get bad guys to do a bad mission. That's that's the whole point of Suicide Squad. Right. If it was if they were trying to do something good, you just get good guys to do it. Like, that's the entire point. Yeah, but I just I don't know. They just they just seem to miss that. It seems like. Yeah, it's just like that movie was such a big disappointment for me. And yeah, the Suicide Squad doesn't save the world. That's not what they're that's not their point. That's not why they exist. They're they're literally there to do it to do the job that they're not going to send their own people to do because they're not going to risk their lives. Mm-hmm. It's a Suicide Squad. There's a reason why it's called that. Yeah, it's a suicidal mission. It's a mission where they're probably going to die. I don't know. Yeah, it's. But yeah, this was. I I wish they like this was the live action version. If they if they they could have basically recreated this movie in live action, and I think it would have been amazing. They probably would have had to tweak some stuff here and there because, of course, they would. But this guy gave it one star. His his um, description was, this movie's gay. And then I read it, and it says, gay. At that point, what was the point of even writing a review? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> like, the time it took to write that review is more effort than I feel like it was even worth to write that review. 
Oh, this looks like a J review. Um, oh boy, is it like 500 paragraphs long? No. <laughs> Denzel, what have they done to you? That's the name of the review. Okay. Based okay. on a video game I haven't played, this animated movie is about the Suicide Squad, not Batman, despite the title. Bats is a supporting character here. Still, it's nice to have Kevin Conroy back as Batman and Mark Hamill as the Joker, not Mark Hamill. Hamill gets the only good lines in this thing. Once again, Mark Hamill's not in this movie. The animation is impressive and flat. The characters' costumes designed an uncreative and drab. Okay. More of the great new 52 suppose realism. I guess Bats has pupils on his mask. It's distracting and stupid. Why is it stupid? That, that's it. Penguin has turned into Bob Hoskins for some reason. Most of the characters dressed in bland styles at time casually meets military meets emo. It's very colorless and uninteresting. In keeping with the direction of the DCAU has been headed recently, the content here is adult. Harley Quinn and Killer Frost were next to nothing throughout the film. Not really true. It's just for one scene. Mm-hmm. Where they literally wear nothing for one scene. Yeah. Harley bites off a woman's ear and then we see the bloody ear in her mouth. We also get exploding heads and more gunfights. Okay, these people that that complain about the gunfights and the bloody the the blown up heads. What the fuck did you think you were gonna be watching? Mm-hmm. Like the first scene should have been enough to tell you that this was not going to be a a movie for kids. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's... more gunfights than a Schwarzenegger movie. New Fifty Two, y'all. This is not for your kids. In case in case y'all one of those unexpecting parents out there who still thinks cartoons with comic book characters are for all ages. Here's my beef with all that stuff. I'm fine with creating things for adults, for adult audience, but these stories aren't written for adults. They're dumb, predictable, and full of cliches. Playing uh, security footage on a loop and frustrating the group by pretending to be one of them wearing a mask. They're cursing, partially nudity, blood and violence, gore, but... The script is tired. Whatever. The character posters, postures are spot though. Guidelines consistency. The only thing adult about this is the sex scenes and violence. Okay, I'm done reading this review. Yeah. But because it's just it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what you're angry about. And people just like to complain about things. This is definitely written by an older person because um, they're complaining that there's 
excess amount of violence in a cartoon. The fact that you're calling it a cartoon shows your age because mm-hmm. it's it's not a cartoon, it's animation. Cartoons yeah. are for kids. That's why they're called cartoons. Mm-hmm. They're little short tunes, uh, very basic animation. Um, that's what a cartoon is. Animation yep. is what we watched. Animation is um, completely different than a cartoon. Yep. Cartoon would be like it. Cartoons are a type of animation. This is adult animation. Mm-hmm. This is anime. It's supposed to be taken. It has much more serious tone. Um, it's uh, there's life and death. Cartoons there isn't. No one gets hurt in cartoons. There's just as amount of, the same amount of violence, but there's there's things at risk. Um, mm-hmm. And kids can watch this. I would have enjoyed it as a kid, as a twelve year old watching this. Mm-hmm. You just like if you're gonna have your kid watch it, you just you probably want to watch it with them or um, explain to them. You know, it's it's not real. Whatever you got to say, but I, like I said, I'm I know people that are fucking twelve and thirteen or whatever that can watch this with no problem. Mm-hmm. They're comic book fans. They read comic books. Yeah. There's much more violence in the comic books than this than in this movie. Yeah. So if you're a comic book reader and you're a young age, you can watch this. Yeah. There's no. It's just nudity. like. I feel These like the thing is, is just about the nudity. There's no nudity. It's implied no. nudity. Yeah. It's they they. It, it, that's why they got away with the rating is they implied a lot of things. And just because they imply something, see, as an adult, when they imply something, you understand what they're implying. A kid doesn't necessarily get what they're implying. Right. And I feel like they're like, people don't get that. Like they, that's one of, that's one of those tricks of animation. Um, you can put jokes in that only adults get because you imply something and children don't get it because you only get it from the perspective of an adult. Cause you understand what's act, what they're implying. Like I, but when you, people just like look at it from the perspective of an adult and be like, Oh, kids are going to imply all these things and it's going to be awful for them. Like, no, they won't. All they're going to see is like, Oh, okay. A thing happened. They don't understand. I don't know. I'm sure some kids might, but like in general, people they just maybe like I I guess the, this is, it just seems like the main two problems that they should have with this movie is maybe they should have bumped the rating up to PG-13. I think and it was PG-13. I don't know the one person. I thought the one person said it was PG, but yeah, but I don't think he's right. I think it was a PG-13 movie. All of these are. Yeah, this is PG-13. What are they complaining about then? You're complaining a PG-13 movie isn't appropriate for your young child? But that's why it's PG-13. Ay, ay, ay. But then, I guess the other thing is... 
they obviously it's called Batman Assault on because they want that Batman name in there to get the boost the sales. Yeah. But it really it it really should have just been called like Suicide Squad Assault on Arkham. Well, here's the thing with that. Batman is in this movie. Um, yeah. If you've ever watched the animated series, there's a lot of episodes where in most episodes Batman plays a supporting character. It's usually about the villain. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I treat this. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I get it. I feel like there is an appropriate amount of Batman in this movie. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know, people struggle because if you're not following Batman the entire movie, I guess. I don't know. Well, what, what Batman cartoon were you always know what batman's doing like mm-hmm. look at the two-face episode reviewed that was all two-face and batman just kind of showed up in scenes yep i don't know it's just people just go into these movies with these expectation these expectations in their minds and if it's anything different from their expectation, it's an awful movie. Not it's, oh, it's not what I was expecting. No, it's just, there's no, people just seem like they don't walk into a movie and be like, hey, it's, 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 it's just different than what I was expecting, but it was still a good movie. People are, no, if it's not what I'm expecting, that means it's bad. Batman's name is in the title because Batman, it's, it's a Batman story. It's in Batman's universe. He's in the movie. He has a lot of speaking parts in the movie. But it's a Suicide Squad movie. It probably should have been called Batman Suicide Squad. Or whatever. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. Batman's name should be in the title because the casual person that picks this up thinks it's a Batman movie. Yeah. Because it is. Mm -hmm. It's not like Justice League Dark where Batman's name's not even in the title, and you you have this false thing that Batman's going to be a major part in Justice League Dark, but he's literally just there to be there, to sell the mm-hmm. movie. He's in the movie, he has a major role in the movie, but he doesn't belong in it. In this mm-hmm. movie, in Attack on Arkham, Bat, you, you couldn't have done this movie without Batman. Yeah. Because... Batman needed to Batman was there to sell to sell the movie. So you would be introduced to these other characters. Mm-hmm. Now, the sequel is called Suicide Squad. Hell to pay. The sequel okay. to this. All right. But um the sequel is technically takes place in the New 52 universe. Hmm. So it's technically a New 52 movie. Okay. Which I find interesting that a sequel to a non-New 52 movie is a New 52 movie. Hmm. It's it's fascinating to me. Is Batman in that movie? I believe so. I know they have a different person voicing Deadshot. It's Christian Slater. Hmm. Which is fine. Actually if they were going to make a live action version of this and Christian Slater was young enough, he would have been my dead shot. Mm-hmm. I think he would have been perfect. 
Yeah, that could have worked. When, when maybe if it was this took place like twenty years ago. Yeah. But I don't know. Overall, I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. I actually liked it a lot better this time than my last time watching it because I think the last time I just didn't care for it. But after watching, you know, the New Frontier last week, and I, I like this better. This is this felt Batman-y. Mm-hmm. This felt like um, I liked all the Suicide Squad members. Yeah. I, I think my only my own the only my only complaint is I just wish they wouldn't have killed everybody. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Cuz I would have liked to have seen more of them together. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see them all get out alive so we could get a, a second movie. But I guess the second movie has different characters. But yeah, I, I guess which is I think it's Carly Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and then a bunch of new characters. Yeah. Captain Boomerang. Did you like the dart scene with him and Deadshot? Yeah, that was really amusing. <laughs> when, when he threw the dart and almost, it was going to hit Deadshot in the face and he just caught it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Boomerang's like, oh, I must have just miscalculated the aim a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then there's the, the face. And then there was the whole the scene where they were like had to take out the guards and Deadshot was gonna easily take out all four. He's like, no, I'll take half. And he like misses the throw and it circles back around and boomerangs and gets the guy and he's like it was like, You idiot, he's he had time to radio. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm sh- I'm shocked that Deadshot didn't kill the guy before he had a chance to do it while he was waiting for the stupid boomerang to fly. I think he was going to. Mm-hmm. Then he decided against it. I think that's when they still had the chips in their head. Yep. Um, I like the um the connection with uh Killer Frost and Shark King too. Yeah, they they became like a little duo there or whatever. Yeah. Which and that I was like a how- cool dynamic and I wish that you like I wish they were still alive, so they could do more with that. Yeah. And then the uh, Joker being introduced. I like how his cell is like in like the middle of the hall. Like, it's not even confined to anything. It's just like out in the open. Yeah, his cell is like in the middle. It's just like in the closet in the middle of the main hallway with a glass front in it. It's just like, okay. And also, I feel like the, the the holes they had in there that she shot through, I feel like that's kind of a security risk. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be able to pass things into the cell. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Pudding. I thought Harley Quinn was true to the the original character. I thought it was pretty accurate to what Harley Quinn. Yeah. Is. I feel like Harley Quinn. Yeah, she did. She did, and she wasn't over the top. Like, I feel like she played it really well. It was. It was. She was well done. She. Yeah. 
these people that keep complaining about how the women are drawn, I just, I don't know. I just feel like you just got nothing to, you just need something to complain about. See, and I feel, and it's funny too, because like, I didn't even think about that. Like, I didn't either. If, if it's, if it's, maybe that's a personal problem. If when you look at a female character, all you can see is that they're sexualized. Maybe that's a problem in your own brain, not a problem with how the character is drawn. Right. Well, I just don't know what you want them to look like. They're supposed to wear like face coverings and parkas and not show any skin except for their eyes or something like that. Man, I thought Harley Quinn was drawn just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've seen her drawn way worse in other versions. This one was pretty like tame in comparison to how she's normally drawn. Mm-hmm. I mean, Killer Frost was fine too. I mean, she just had she was wearing like kind of like a one piece swimming suit, I guess, in a way. Yeah, that's fine. Like, there was nothing that I felt like it was absolutely like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, there's only two female characters in the movie, right? Yeah. Besides Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. Do, they, did, do these people I think, want everyone to be, like, Amanda Waller? I think, actually, there were, yeah, Amanda Waller was way too overly sexualized. I wasn't comfortable with that at all. I feel like they made her <laughs> more hideous and more ugly than, and fat than she's been drawn in the past. Yeah, that was kind of strange. I don't know why they like they she, went in a very different direction with that. Amanda Waller looked like she ate Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm not fat shaming or anything like that, which I can't believe is an actual thing, but. Um, <clears throat> It's in the Justice League animated series, she's just kind of a heavy set woman. This she's like morbidly obese. Yeah. Which it doesn't serve any purpose for that. I I don't know. I think they're just trying to make her like I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know what the point of that is. So, did Deadshot kill her at the end? Or do you think he just had the trigger pointed at her just to show her that he he can kill her if he wants? See, yeah, you could take it that may he, he killed her. In my mind, I'm like, there's no way she has a giant window in her office that isn't bulletproof. That's what I'm thinking, too. So I feel like even if he took the shot, it would just hit, like, bulletproof glass, and then she'd... Or she'd slam, like, hit a button, and, like, then metal doors would block because she's a paranoid person. That's her thing. Her whole thing is she's a prepared person for the worst eventuality. There's no way she didn't have some plan in place for someone trying to assassinate her in her giant glass window. She's pretty much Batman without a conscience. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what she is. Like, if you just took Batman and took away his 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 um, 
his caring for his fellow man, like saving, like saving people and that kind of stuff. You just eliminated that part of his character. It's Amanda Waller. Not too Mm -hmm. far off, at least. Yeah. Because he's plans on everything. I mean, the Dark Knight Returns version of of Batman is pretty accurate to what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think Amanda Waller might actually have liked that Batman. (laughs) Yeah. So they do end up building up uh, in the Justice League show. They end up building a ton of respect for each other. Because there's even one where uh, Batman got injured or something. I think he got shot with a kryptonite bullet. He like Mm -hmm. dove in front and took the shot from Superman. And um, he he was even saying that uh, the government should be afraid of us because they wouldn't stand a chance if you guys were to ever go rogue. Mm-hmm. And Superman says, "Like, well, you always carry that kryptonite on you." <laughs> Batman's like, "You don't get the joke." Yeah, it's just yeah, because I think he ends up uh, supporting them. Project Cadness and all that stuff. Like he actually goes down there and you know uh, supports it almost to the point where he feels that it should exist. I think the Justice League were going to shut them down, and then Batman said, "No, we can't shut them down because this is their only line of defense against us, and we can't mm-hmm. take that away from them." Yeah. We would never never overthrow, like, I think he's, like, Superman's like, we would never overthrow the government in questions like, even if Luthor is the president, is the government? What if the government is Luthor? It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that's a good way, I think it's a good way to end it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you what we're doing next week. Next oh week, live on the the show of shows, the one best podcast will present. Pulling it up right now as we speak. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> that's that's an interesting movie. movie. <laughs> all right, that's you. that's all right. That's going to be a different turn for this show, but all right, I, I guess we could work with that. According to this, it'd be Wonder Woman 2009. Okay. All right, then. Yeah, so I guess we're doing Wonder Woman next week. All right. Not the live-action movie, the animated movie. Probably more disappointing, but okay. Yeah. I know. But... We have a lot of these movies we haven't we've been skipping over. Unless you don't want yeah. to do that one, we can just no, skip it. We can do that one. Okay. I've never seen it, so. Ooh, that's interesting. That doesn't happen often. Well, there's a there's the next like four on here I haven't seen. Hmm. So 
Next week, we got Wonder Woman. Then we do Green Lantern, First Flight, uh, Justice League, Crisis on Two Earths. I saw that one. And then All-Star Superman, I've never seen. And then Green Lantern, Emerald Knights, which I haven't seen. Huh. I think that one has uh, all three Green Lanterns in it. Okay. We got Superman versus the Elite coming up, too, which is a... Uh, there's a, I've only seen a clip of it, and there's a fight between the Elite and Superman that's, like, really, really good. Hmm. All right. But with that, I am Smartwater alongside, what are you going to be today? Hi. Victorian, and we'll be back next week. Yes, well, this is all tremendously boring.